Everybody, welcome to the sports, sports, sports podcast. I am Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomville, and joining us as always is a sports outsider, Phil Rand. Not as always because we missed some weeks there. We did miss some weeks, but hey, happy 2019. Bye. Let all let old acquaintance be forgot. Yeah, and never brought to mind. Yeah, fuck those old acquaintances. Forget them. Yeah, so this is 2019. This is 2019. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sports comedy podcast. Yeah. Yep. I'm back. It, I missed. I been, missed some episodes you missed, there. Yeah, some episodes. You missed there. what? You were gone for like yeah, it's been six weeks since Jordan was on the podcast. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. You, I, it, Joel, you would love the Netherlands. I believe Ooh. I would. They're really the, into cycling. They're very into cycling. <laughs> really, they're Nederlanders. <laughs> I saw a parking garage that was filled with bicycles. Well, that's Ooh, not insane. cars. Because <laughs> like you don't need to park stories. a bicycle. You just leave it wherever, and then you just pick up another one and you leave. I, I only steal bicycles. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. No, no. There are some people that buy the bicycles. Everyone there bicycles, right? Yeah. Yep. And there's this whole that culture of biking. <laughs> everyone, everyone, there's this whole culture of bicycling. And if you get in their way, you know what they do? They go on your left. And they go bring, bring, ah. bring, bring. They got these nice little bells <laughs> on their go. bikes. They're just sort of like, get out of my way. Bring, bring. Right. That's so it's it. not like America where they're like, hey, I'm biking here. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> well, I mean, depending on the circumstance. <laughs> sure. I have definitely cussed out pedestrians, uh, but that's like. You know, like bike paths? Well, you're a bad person. Well, this is, yeah. this is the yeah. Dutch. They just go, bring, bring. Yeah. I know you're yeah. a dumb tourist and you're in my way, but I'm just going to go, bring, bring. Yeah. That's it. I don't bring, bring, but. I will say again, we are a little disappointed that again, you're going to spend your whole life with Allie. That's the game plan. Why yeah, did you right now. feel the need to take an extended vacation right now, Jordan? You know, mo- very <laughs> spread it out. Mostly social convention. Yeah, I, I don't think really? I wanted this either. Yeah, huh. but it's kind of a societal pressure. Like you go on this extended vacation. Yeah, yeah. After you get married. Interesting. So I felt like it kind of had to. Societal pressure hmm. from who? Not from your fellow podcasters. No, no we like we you here. Very disappointed. Well, I did. I did How I, dare you? I did another sports-related thing over the holidays. What? Ooh, what's that? I attended the uh, Motor City Bowl. Now they call it the Quick Lane Bowl. Hey, there we go. Not as good. Not as good. Life in the Quick Lane. Yeah. (laughs) It's the Ford uh, Parts and Body Service branded thing that they're Quick Lane. Anyway, this is not neither here nor there, but it was at the the Ford Field. Mm -hmm. Okay. They did not sell any of the upper deck. Um, It was hmm. Georgia Tech versus Minnesota. The day after Christmas, sell any of the upper deck. (laughs) They didn't even. Well, they just shut it off. You couldn't even. And it was basically the amount of people there was as if you were like say in Detroit and said, "Hey, if anyone wants to come over, I'm going to put on the Georgia Tech Minnesota game." Right. So if you have any Minnesota alums or Georgia Tech alums in the area, just come on over to my place, we'll watch the game. Right. So there was like That's, 3 people and they were all there for the dip. Yeah. Well, more yeah. than that, but basically if you, you know, Detroit's like a large metropolitan area, there's sure. alums there from other areas, yeah. right? Plus the the teams showed up, so the cheerleaders, right? And, you know, uh, the bands. They're all doing it for the cheerleaders anyways. <laughs> But yeah, it was as if basically you just had a party with, hey, whoever wants to come over and watch this game, yeah. just come on down. Did that, they have it, nachos and beer? They did. And you're good. It was, it was a good time. But who cares what people are there? Yeah, it's I great. So. Yeah. Mm. How did you guys spend your holidays? Are well, we going Are we going to do this? I don't are know. Are we going into this? <laughs> that was all I was at. Yeah, I mean, I went back to Michigan. I didn't watch any sports, oh. uh, but I did whenever uh, Lindsay, my wife's family, watches sports. Uh, so I'll sit around with all the guys and they'll drink beer and they'll be like, isn't this person a terrible quarterback? And I go, yep. 
<laughs> just sipping your beer there. Yep, and they're like, well, you're, you're a Michigan alum. Michigan's a piece of shit this year. And I go, okay. <laughs> that's about as much as I engage. Joel, yeah. any sports? Uh, yeah, we watched a hockey game together with the family. We, oh. My dad DVR'd the Lions game, and then we, we didn't watch it day of, and then we found out what the score was from the scroll in the bottom of the Red Wings game, and then we just decided not to watch. Wait, wait okay. what, why did you DVR the Lions game? Oh, uh, I think my, my, my dad's real big on DVRing sports now. Okay. Like, that's uh-huh. his thing. He never okay. watches live anymore. <clears throat> Because as he'll tell you, he's like, you can watch a football game in like an hour and 20 minutes if you... Oh, I believe it. Yeah, an efficiency wonk. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Plus, my mom mom really likes family time. She really doesn't like football or sports. (laughs) And so so even if you're just sort of like, oh, I'm in the kitchen cooking, maybe I'll turn on the football game. It's like, ooh, you don't want to do that. I feel like you just did the log line of a sitcom. Like, yeah, the yeah. dad wants to watch football. Mom likes family time, not football. Uh-oh. Yeah. Dad? And the sitcom is called Divorce. No, in, in order for it to be a sitcom, dad would like to watch football enough to push back. I think oh, generally uh, speaking, you know. He, he gives up easy. Yeah, he really he, re, he really does. Because yeah. he also, I don't, I don't think he's as enthused about sports. As, right, as, he lacks conviction. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. But yeah. we have a football championship game coming up. Yeah, yeah we do. Two days away from it. And to preview the game, we have, and he's not involved with Dr. Pepper anymore, but Larry Culpepper yeah. was oh. at one point one of the faces of college football. Yeah, he's yeah. been on the podcast before. And yeah. so we're going to have him to kind of like preview the game, talk about Alabama, talk about Clemson. All yeah. right. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering what he's up to, because in years past, he was what? He was an itinerant uh Dr. Pepper salesman. salesman. Yeah, yeah, he would, would sell at like various. Yeah, like, he'd go from stadium to stadium. Yeah. Uh, and I believe he was a gorilla, <laughs> a gorilla salesman. He would yeah. sneak in. Yes. And sell yeah. gorillas. Yeah. And, no, I don't think that sell, was it, Phil. Right, right. I no, think it was sell, he was, sell he, fountain pops and tell <laughs> lies about how he invented college football playoffs and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. He was yeah. a bit of a he told he some tall liar. tales. Yeah, he's a liar. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so hopefully he's enjoying his retirement. Uh, sure, and we'll get to find out about that. <laughs> and we got a wide world of weird sports. You're goddamn right, we do part two of the football wars. Oh, that's right. It's been a few weeks. I know it's been a few weeks. And Jordan wasn't here for the last. Oh, that's true. So I'll have to do a. I got lost on. with the Freddie Adu. It there, went from part oh, yeah. one to. Freddie Adu. Oh, that's true. Yeah, into another pre-record. one. It was very yeah. confusing. Oh, <laughs> college football championship game keys preview matchup breakdown. College football chip. What was it again? <laughs> championship game keys preview matchup breakdown. Brought to you by college football matchup breakdown <laughs> keys breakdowns. <laughs> the peril. Oh, I can't wait to get that hat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, I fucking love game preview gear. Sure. Uh, college football uh, <laughs> championship is Clemson versus Alabama because, of course, it is. Yep. Ah. Subheadline, when asked why it's Clemson versus Alabama again, a shadowy man in a parking garage tells Yahoo Sports' Pat Forty, follow the money. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Sub Subheadline, Commissioner uh, Adam Silver remarks, we have the highest performing athletes in the world competing in our repetitive championship games, <laughs> nice. and they get W twos. Oh wow! Oh, biting, biting because they don't get paid. Uh, in an outcome that even NBA Twitter is called uninspired, Alabama will take on Clemson in what now feels like a matchup that is a man in the high castle alternative reality that is all we've ever known of college football. <laughs> oh yeah, Clemson versus Alabama have been college football forever. Yeah. yeah, it's just always been them. Yeah, what what is this video you're showing me? Of? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this can't be right. 
Oh, by the way, this this year I'm just writing all neutral zone fanfic. <laughs> Ton oh, of nice. neutral zone fanfic. Um, but uh, basically, they've met in four the four last college football playoffs. They've they've met. Mm-hmm. Uh, or this is their fourth meeting. Well, they Four. met the first college football playoff they played each other. Right. Since and then, they've just been, uh, they've been like, oh, hey, Clemson, how's it going? <laughs> right. It's kind of like when Harry met Sally, where they're just yeah. like, did we ever meet before? Yeah, Clemson, the terrible car ride to New York. And it's Clemson's like, oh, just right. like, oh, shoot, honey, what, what's the name of the <laughs> the elephant for some reason? Ah, we always, uh, uh, we're always playing them in the championship. Something uh, like Roland? Yeah. Roland, Roland something? <laughs> Samsonite. Yeah. That was way off. Uh, but basically, this is their fourth meeting in the college football playoff. This is their third in the college football uh, championship game. Can you name who Alabama played last year? In the championship game? In the championship game. Uh, See? Tennessee. No. <laughs> Good. You no. feel you were close enough. It, okay. was, it was Georgia. Hey. But the, but, oh, that's right. But it's basically Clemson. They played them in yeah. the semifinals last year. So a quick recap of the semifinals. Notre Dame got blown out. Oklahoma got blown out. Even the score doesn't look like a total blowout. It was. Yeah. And everybody correctly predicted this outcome. Yeah. Oh. Uh, early in the Clemson Notre Dame semifinal in the Cotton Bowl, the teams were tied three to three. Then Clemson played football and scored a bunch of touchdowns, whereas Notre Dame did not. Mm. The final was thirty to three. Wow, good recap, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Notre Dame joins the illustrious cast of Wake Forest and Duke, who also failed to score a touchdown against Clemson this season. Mm. Alabama Oklahoma semifinal in the Orange Bowl was slightly more exciting, but not really. Alabama won forty-five to thirty-four, but it was not that close. 11 yeah, they point, won 28 nothing, right? They were up 28 nothing. Yeah. And 11 points was the closest Oklahoma ever got on a couple Well, they occasions. need to work on their D then. A little defense. <laughs> hey, Too late now, Phil. Yeah. Too late now. Next season. There's always another season. Next year. So here we are. Last August, across uh, America, college football fan asked, can anybody beat Alabama? To which college football fans oft put upon friend replied, maybe Clemson, but even then probably not. Guess we'll have to wait till January. Yeah. Well, now it's January. <laughs> and this Monday, college football fans off put upon friend is hosting a national championship game party and a family dinner with his new boss. Oh, what? no. He's going to have to jump between rooms. <laughs> oh, I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> put on the nacho helmet. Uh, all right. I'm with the game. Run back, clip on yeah, tie. Right. You were in the bathroom for a really long time. No. I've got diarrhea. You have nacho cheese on your shirt. <laughs> and at the end of it, we'll find out who wins Clemson, yeah, Alabama. College football championship game keys preview matchup breakdown. College football uh, something with the, the keys keychain preview breakdown matchup. Brought to you by College Football Game Day Keys <laughs> Matchup Breakdown. <laughs> the apparel. <laughs> news, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Floyd Mayweather's New Year's Eve plans. Fly to Tokyo. Beat kickboxer's ass. Get paid $9 million. Subheadline. Yeah, me and the wife were probably going to stay in, yeah. watch the ball drop, maybe get a Costco pizza. Yeah, I was just going to uh, eat at home and make $9 million. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was maybe going to beat up a Muay Thai fighter down the street for like $4 million, but I got sick. So. Oh, oh, yeah, man. the diarrhea. Yeah, I got a lot of, yeah, a lot of diarrhea. So. Yeah. How'd you spend your New Year's Eve? That's rhetorical. I don't care. Oh, <laughs> Floyd, <laughs> Money Man- Floyd Money Mayweather li- lived up to his nickname on New Year's Eve. The 41-year-old boxer... Earned nine million dollars to knock out kickboxing star Tenshin Nazukawa in an exhibition fight on New Year's Eve in Tokyo, meant to be quote 
all about entertainment. Huh. Yeah, tell that to Nazakawa. Right. It sounds like it was all about watching somebody who punches hard punch someone really hard. Yeah. I've always wondered this about like the the you know the boxers who get like lined up against people where it's like you know they're gonna lose. Like not the title fight where it's like I oh, needs like a warm up fight. I'm like, what do their trainers tell that guy? Like you have no idea how many tickets we're selling. Right. Protect we are gonna the make chin. so much money with you getting your ass kicked. Like, it's but how do I amazing. win? And he goes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. win. <laughs> <laughs> With this money, you'll be able to buy your next win. There we go. <laughs> Assuming you can remember things. Uh, the 41-year-old Mayweather defeated uh, Nazukawa, who's 20, Oof. with Ooh. three knockdowns before the end of the first round. Yikes. Ugh. That's a tough age to get CTE. <laughs> <laughs> Were they allowed to kick? <laughs> oh, oh, no. We'll get to that, but no. He won via technical knockout. When Nazukawa's camp rushed over to the kickboxer's aid with about one minute left in the first three-minute round. The 139-second match came after fans waited more than two hours for the bout, which was reportedly in limbo the past two months. It netted him approximately $65,000 per second. Oh, wow. Wow. Which is an hourly rate of $233 million. (laughs) I don't think you did that in your head. (laughs) So here's, here's a recap of the fight from a uh, martial arts website based in Japan. The American boxer at first appeared not to be taking the fight seriously, <laughs> grinning at his opponent and aiming only soft punches at him. But then he demonstrated his power, launching a series of jabs and hooks to the head of the 20-year-old Japanese fighter, sending him to the canvas after just one minute. <laughs> Sensing his opponent was struggling, Mayweather stepped in for the kill, unleashing a flurry of punches that l- left Nazikawa reeling again, with just two minutes of the bout and facing his second standing count. A short right put him down a third time and ended the bout, with Nazukawa in tears, struggling to stay on his feet, and trainers rushing in to call the fight. In tears? Poor little baby. Yeah. Why, why was this man in this fight? Are, are, are kickboxers that bad in Japan? Or? So he's undefeated. He's 21-8 and as a kickboxer. Wow. He's 4-0 in MMA. As we all know, Floyd Money Mayweather is 50-0. This did not count toward any of the records because it's an exhibition. Ah, yeah. right. It's all about entertainment. And before we heap too much praise on Floyd Mayweather beating a dude 21 years younger than him, apparently he set the fight rules. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. No <laughs> kicking, no biting, no punching <laughs> below the belt. Well, you know the first rule of Japanese kickboxer pay-per-view beatdown, right? Is you don't talk about Japanese kickboxer <laughs> pay-per-view beatdown. No, no. Everyone needs to talk about Japanese oh, kickfighter yeah, pay-per-view yeah. beatdowns. Yeah, it's like the so opposite of the yeah. Fight Club, and that right. the fighting itself is not that important, but the talking about it is yeah. better well, marketing. Yeah. How do we find out he won nine million dollars? Because he put it on social media. Hey, I just made nine million dollars. That's a <laughs> that's, that's how a we good know. concise tweet. Yeah. Uh, so rule number one: the exhibition fight had no judges. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's a that's a big cons- cons- consolation. Concert. What's the word I'm looking for? Consolation. Consolation. Concession. Concession. <laughs> Thank you. It's a big concession on the Japanese part. Oh, sure. Guys flying over here. I'm setting up the fight. First thing, no refs. Right. Yeah. I want to beat this guy okay. to death on my own terms. Only So thus, there's no judges, right? So only a knockout or technical knockout was considered a victory. Okay. This to me is a second problem. Yeah. Now you know what Floyd Mayweather is aiming for. Yeah, to knock out. Yeah, yeah. who's well, more of a surgical boxer generally, right, Joel? 
Oh yeah, like uh, he's he, he wins know. a lot of fights on the points uh, or yeah. in the points. He's like an excellent counter puncher. He's got very fast hands. I Great think defense, yeah, right? Yeah, then really good defense. These are all the things that I've I've read and come to understand. <laughs> I just remember watching Mayweather Pacquiao and just thinking, I thought there'd be more punching. Oh yeah, it was a very yeah. boring fight because I wanted just a bunch of punches. I don't yeah. watch boxing. Right, but yeah. I want to see two I watch, dudes. I watch Rocky. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Where they don't put their, they don't yeah. protect themselves at all. They're just trading punches directly in the face. Yeah. Anyway, so no judges. Ex, uh, only a knockout or technical knockout was considered a victory, and a five million dollar fine if Nazakawa aimed a kick at him. <laughs> Aim, oh, aimed wow. a kick at him. Here's the thing. After the second time I fall to the floor, I start thinking. Fuck it, I'm gonna go kick him. Yeah, yeah, right. Totally. I'm gonna lose. I fall. I'm probably gonna get knocked down very shortly. Yeah. You know, might as well just get one kick to the noodle. Yeah. If I could, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah what's, worth what's it. What's five milli to a kickboxer, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, and I'll, I'll bet a lot. <laughs> I, I don't lot, think yeah. you make a lot of money as a. Kickboxer. I think that that's the way of saying don't kick him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> five million would probably be everything. All right. Well, I can definitely all. I can get behind that concession for that reason. Okay. And I know what you're thinking. What was this all about? Did they have fun? Yeah. Mayweather said, it was all about entertainment. We had fun. I'm still retired. I don't look forward to coming back to boxing. I did it just to entertain fans in Japan. I'm still retired. I'm still 50-0. and 0, And Nazakawa is still undefeated and a hell of a fighter. Okay. That's good. Now, Nazakawa, as I said earlier, he's still undefeated as a kickboxer. He's 28-0 and 4-0. He, uh, at the end of the fight, threw a translator, said... <laughs> and hospital, hospital. I'm surprised he could do that with all the blood gushing yeah. out of his mouth. Yeah, but. no, the translator got the the onomatopoeias and Actually, then hospital. He, he wasn't so bad, but the translator had hit his head really <laughs> oh, hard. Yeah, yeah. On his way into he the tripped on the way. <laughs> he was actually speaking completely clearly. Yeah. That's the was like, do we do we need to get it? He should go. No. Yeah. Hey, joining us on the podcast, one of our favorite guests, uh, back again to talk about the college football playoff, Larry Culpepper. Ice cold boots farm here. Ice cold boots boots farm here. I'm sorry, Larry. Oh, boy, got a a bit of a smell there. Hey, Joan Jordan. Did you say uh, football season promise? Okay, hey, hey, buddy. Hey, 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 yeah. Take it easy. Ice Cold Boone's Farm. You have, you're selling Ice Cold Boone's Farm wine, is that correct? Yeah, well, it's my take on, this is my take on Boone's Farm wine. Okay, I'll buy some Boone's Farm wine. All right. Oh, it's just, it's it's a half-filled bottle that you're offering to me. It's a half-full Boone's Farm, yeah. (laughs) That's a... Larry, uh, we were going to have you to talk about the college football championship game between Clemson and Alabama. Fuck college football. What? Whoa. This is a bit of a reverse. Fuck itself. I didn't really invent it. If I would have, I would have drowned it in the lake like a baby. You would have drowned the college football football playoffs in the lake as soon as they said they didn't love me anymore. Uh, Ask Cole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Larry, now I know you're no yeah. longer part of the ad campaign. Yeah. I, I thought that your love for college football transcended. Now yeah. they got some serialized mumbo jumbo. Fanville. Oh, I Fanville. love. I love Dr. Pepper's Fanville. Fanville. Jordan. Oh, you know, sorry, sorry. You can see a Fanville by watching me take a shit. That's my Fansville. What? So what? Um, That's where they all live inside my shit. I think. Let's take a step. That's Cole Boots from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Where, what have you been up to since yeah. you stopped your affiliation with the Dr. Pepper? Oh, not good, campaign? Jordan. <laughs> he, he asked what you were up, but that's yeah. Right. So, <laughs> what have you been when up you're to? Ra- when people are following you on cameras, when you're selling ice cold Dr. Pepper here at stadiums, you make pretty good money. Okay. Yeah. As soon as you're no longer on TV and you try to get into a college football stadium carrying a bunch of Dr. Pepper to sell without a license, <laughs> suddenly they start frowning on it. Really? They, yeah, would, they wouldn't even let you in? They wouldn't even let me in. Again. I said, do you know who the hell you're talking to? You're talking to Larry Culpepper. And they went, oh, well, we only know Fansville. <laughs> we Loose. only know the father from Twin Peaks who's a state <laughs> fan. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, I, uh, I, the baby was born blue. What's the stupid? Babies are born pink if they're white. First of all, that was a storyline about the mom possibly sleeping with a tech fan. But really, basically, it's ridiculous. The premise of it alone is ridiculous. <laughs> I invented college football playoffs. Right. Uh, I mean, but you will you admit that even that premise was a little bit outlandish. I did though. I did invent college. There was no such thing. They don't. Do they thank me? No, no, they don't thank me. <laughs> they just keep playing without old Larry to kick around. So you can't get in the stadium. So I couldn't get in the stadium. And I realized selling ice cold Dr. Pepper here for $6 out in the parking lot doesn't have the same effect as it does in the stadium. No, it's very difficult to it's pony up $6 yeah, for a fountain Dr. Pepper in a parking lot. Well, you know what you can sell in the parking lot? What? Crack cocaine. <laughs> what? Larry, I'd say good dry crack cocaine. Yep. I'm 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 guessing from your your current economic state that you might have dipped into your own supply. Might have dipped into my own supply. <laughs> yeah. You know when I used to sell this called Doctor Pepper here, I would get I would drink ten or eleven Doctor Peppers a day. I mean that's not it's not that's, very healthy. That's not, not very, very healthy, healthy yeah. but that's part of what keeps you going. And I said, hey, now that I'm selling nice or nice dry crack cocaine here. I figured I would try 11 or 12 of those a day. That's, I don't know how much crack cocaine that, is the right amount to take, but that sounds like It's too much. <laughs> I would imagine that selling such an addictive product is difficult because then you find yourself doing it, and then you become addicted it's to crack. That's true, yeah. Just like Dr. Pepper, don't get higher your own supply. Okay. It's not what you do. Uh, and after a while, I couldn't afford crack cocaine anymore. Yeah. Because, you know, the economy... <laughs> Right. The that means But luckily, this is the secret. All you have to do is just find emptied out bottles of liquor and then pour those inside of a bottle and then mix it with whatever juice you find laying around. Call it Boots Farm. Uh, uh. People forget what Boots Farm tastes like. <laughs> they just remember it tastes sweet and it's got alcohol in it. That's I how I started selling. That's called Boots Farm, yeah. I was going to say, Mountain, this Boone's Farm tastes more like Mountain Dew than I remember. That more like flat, probably Dew flat Mountain Dew with a little bit of rubbing <laughs> alcohol in there. But this, the packaging's quite nice here. Packaging's quite nice. It's, fr- it's actual <laughs> bottles of Boone's Farm that I found. <laughs> so after you're done with it, can I have it back so I can fill it up again? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, certainly. The I'm, world's I'm a cruel place for Larry Culp ever. I yeah. know. So you've, been, you've just been selling that? I've just been selling that. So look, Alabama Clemson's coming up. And you know, here's here's my bold prediction. Is that there's going to be some young vendor who's selling some iced tea or cotton candy or something. And he's going to be flat on his ass in five years. <laughs> <laughs> you think the camera's going to follow you forever, Cotton Candy Man? Flat on your ass. 
Save that cotton money now. What a frigid warning to yeah. current vendors who might be being seduced by the glamour of the food service industry. Exactly, yeah. You could even say it's an ice cold warning here. Ah. Yeah, revenge is served. That's cold when it comes to college football vending. Well, yeah, uh, why don't you tell us a little about your ensemble here? You used to wear like a Dr. Pepper visor and a Dr. Pepper shirt. Feels like we're taking a step back in terms of the narrative, but all right, let's do it. All right. Yeah. So now, look, one thing that people don't realize is if you can find discarded rugs okay. and you cut a head hole through it, it's a perfect poncho. Okay. It's heavy. It's heavy in the winters. I don't know if it I can call use it a blanket. <laughs> I don't know if I call it a perfect poncho. It's a perfect I can, poncho. I can see your genitalia from the side. <laughs> it covered the little triangle covers it. Look, I got a big dick. I got to be honest with you, and it could only cover so much. You know, I lost. They took back my pants when I was no longer a doctor. But you know, I had Dr. Pepper gear head to toe. When you're no longer a Dr. Pepper person, they literally strip you naked, and kick you out on the streets. Oh my god! Well, I mean, but you had other clothes, didn't you? Of course not. All I had was my Dr. Pepper gear. I worked every day. Well, I guess I every day. If you yeah. work every day, you don't need yeah. non-work Hey, you clothes. know what? I reached out to Ice Cold Boone's Farm here. I reached out to Boone's Farm. And they said, what? You're selling bootleg Boone's Farm? I'm not giving you clothes. <laughs> Did you explain to them the cool, it's cool world out there? It's a cool world. It would help the sales. Make me look more legit. But yeah, so I'm mostly just wearing rugs <laughs> these days and... Uh, and on my feet, it's mostly just uh, if I can find anything that's somewhat soft and doesn't have glass in it, just pop it on your feet. And you can walk around. Yeah, I, I, I can, I can. I think, I think this I can is, see that you're wearing PVC pipe. Yeah, PVC <laughs> pipe on one foot, and then bloody gauze on the other one. Yep. Not my blood, luckily. So. Oh, that's almost. That's called booze around here. Yeah. Man, you know this conversation really sobered me up a little bit. <laughs> I feel like I haven't talked to another human being for anything except for selling crack cocaine or fake Boone's Farm for probably six months now. Yeah, it's not surprising. Yeah, I feel like I've, I got a new lease on life. Okay. Would you I, like to buy good. some Boone's Farm? I already did, and I regret it. Yep. But if Jordan... Uh, Jordan you know like what? I don't, farm? I don't want any of your Boone's Farm, but I do want you to turn it around because I want... Larry Culpepper, I do associate with college football, and it's I guess yeah. I guess I want to see you get back on your feet. I hope this was a sobering conversation. Oh yeah, well you know what I got I got big plans, you know. Uh, so I you know I invented the college football playoffs, right? Yeah, of course, I, sure. And oh, then hey. they they took it from me, and I, they they didn't even my patent didn't work. I tried to take him to court and it didn't work. Yeah. So I'm inventing something new. Oh. I'm inventing the college football beat em up after the games. You guys in? <laughs> what is? Oh, well, you're going to have to explain it to me. Yeah, so after the games, you wait for where the college football players are coming out. We'll beat the hell out of them. I, I'm i not going to try that. Yeah, yeah I'm going to try Have you seen college football? They're they're very large. Yeah, this is the thing. is they're If I win, shape. I invented something really cool. If they win, Lawsuit City. <laughs> okay. Clemson players beat man wearing carpet. <laughs> not just beat man. Bear, beating Larry Culpepper. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell you what, Larry, you're down in your luck. Oh, why don't you come over? Uh, Jordan's throwing a a college football playoff party. I am. You should you should come uh, over. You go fuck yourself. Your college football. I'm not hey, watching no, the but college here's the football. Thing. We're, we're only mildly interested in the football. We're really mostly interested in finding out what happens in Fanville. Yeah. The uh, season so we got a big party together for that. You know what? I that. feel like you haven't paid attention to a goddamn word oh, I said. It's making no. me drunk. Just loses you in contact. I call Booth from here. We put Chris Humphreys here. We want to get to Ice Cold Boone Farm. Can I sleep on this? Yeah. How about this knife? Can I have this knife? No. But hey, if there's a piece of carpet missing later, we're going to know. All right. And 
now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world of weird sports: the football war. Part two. Ooh, and we're going to get to the football now. Can you recap? Yeah, previous, to the previously on Football War. So there's these two countries, right? There's one that's El Salvador and one that's Honduras. They share a border. Uh, El Salvador. I'm confused. Hang on. Can we slow down? El Salvador, smaller, has 3.7 million people living there. Honduras, larger, has 2.6 million people. A whole bunch of people from El Salvador uh, emigrate to Honduras. Honduras starts treating them really poorly and taking away their land. Got it. People are very mad. And even the government in Honduras is like, yeah, fuck these people. Okay. Right? Yeah. So not great, right? Un- unfortunately, a social economic situation that has replicated itself dozens upon dozens of times right. in, in human history. Yeah, totally. Hundreds of times. So now let's get to the football <laughs> build up. In June 1969, Honduras and El Salvador met in a two-leg 1970 FIFA World Cup qualifier. Do they have... Soccer matches, they play without both legs? Uh, Is that, <laughs> I think they mean two rounds. Oh, you're joking. You're joking. Oh. Yeah, if you did it on one leg when you went to kick the ball, it would be very difficult. I, I would pay to watch a soccer match where everybody had one leg. That would be pretty cool. I'm sure yeah. you can attend the Special Olympics. Oh, <laughs> what? Oh, oh, they have this thing. I know, but it makes me feel bad. Oh. Uh, so there was Do fighting. Really? Where it's all all amputees or or people with one leg, I mean they give they usually play with a prosthetic. Oh, they're not I'm, just I'm people wiggling around like worms trying to move balls. No, I right. imagine it'd be a lot of hopping and then the kicking. It'd have to be like a all in the air. You're like jump kick. You're thinking land. a human being is like a foosball post, right? Let's go, go boo. I think yeah. if you only had <laughs> one leg and you couldn't use a prosthetic, just you'd doing... learn. Backflip bicycle kicks the whole time. I think think the people who could do this would be really impressive athletes. You'd be watching a very specific and particular skill. All right. There was fighting between fans at the first game of the Honduran capital of Tegucigalpa. Tegucigalpa. That's the Honduran capital. To all of our Latino fans, we're very sorry for what just transpired. Tegucigalpa. On the 8th of June, 1969, which Honduras won 1-0. I don't know. It's pretty tough after what they were doing to El Salvador. It's tough. Yeah. I'm just cheering the end of the... Uh, the second game on June 15th, 1969, the, at the Saldor, Salvadorian capital of San Salvador, uh, which <laughs> was won... <laughs> it was won 3-0 by El Salvador. Ooh. Oh, yeah, the underdog. crowd. Yeah. Uh, was followed by even greater violence because they're the oppressed, so the right. oppressors give them greater violence. On uh, June 27th, 1969, the day of the playoff match, which took place in Mexico City, El Salvador dissolved all diplomatic ties with Honduras, stating that in the 10 days since the game in El Salvador, 11,700 Salvadorans had been forced to flee Honduras. Oh, wow. Yeah, the football tensions got so bad that they were like, we're going to kill you, and they're like, ah. Get out of here. Uh, It said that Honduras had done nothing to prevent murder, oppression, rape, plundering, and mass expulsion of Salvadorians. And there was little point in maintaining relations. Yeah. Wow. Rape. This is because of football. Not Not good. Uh, It further claimed the government of Honduras had not taken any effective measures to punish these crimes, which constitute genocide. 
nor has it given assurances to of indemnification or reparations for the damages caused to Salvadorians. Ooh, whoa there. They went with the G word. Yeah. Big one. That's a tough one. And El Salvador, uh, El Salvador won the decisive third game three to two in extra time. Mm, so, yeah. Always dicey. So the oppressed beat the oppressors. Yeah. In football. Yay. Yeah. But. Oh, no. The oppressors beat the oppressed in genocide. Yeah. <laughs> As is always the case in genocide. War! (laughs) Late in the afternoon of July 14th, 1969, never forget, the concerted military action began. El Salvador was put on a blackout, and the Salvadorian Air Force, using passenger airplanes with explosives strapped to the sides as bombers, attacked targets inside Honduras. Wow. Yeah. Boy. Boy, you want to talk about guts. <laughs> Passengers, passenger planes with bombs strapped to the side. Yeah. That's what they have. You got to you gotta fight with what you got. Anything can be a weapon if you're holding it right, Joel. <laughs> I, I, I keep on. That's... Okay. How, how did it go? Salvadorian air raid targets included Tancantin International Airport, which left the Honduran Air Force unable to react quickly. That was their Pearl Harbor. Wow, that's... I mean, good strategery there. Yeah, yeah It's exactly. got to be a bad day for an Air Force general. Like, oh, our whole fleet's grounded. Why? Right. Oh, somebody flew a 727 over and threw some bombs out what, the window? What, because we had one genocide? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. The larger Salvadoran army launched uh, major offensives along two main roads connecting the two nations and invaded Honduras. The invasion phase was perpetrated by three main contingents, the Chalanago Theater, the North Theater, and the East Theater. Ooh, a little night at the theater. Pretty nice. <laughs> like that. Uh, the Chalanago Theater was based in the northwest side of El Salvador, including the departments of Santa Ana and Chalatanago, across the mountain range close to the border and the Sumpul River. This was a strategic region due to its rich soil and climate. Ooh. So they're trying to take it over because they're like, in the future, we're going to want this for a tourist destination. And uh, plant some trees. Uh, well, farming would be my guess more. Yeah. Do you well, do you be. visit a lot of countries to see the rich soil, Phil? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any time. Maybe not. Uh, however, this theater would not see any fighting as it was to deploy only in case of Honduran penetration into El Salvador. The North Theater was composed of a small unit of armored vehicles and a large amount of manpower. The East Theater was to deploy in the departments of La Union and Moretzan. This theater was composed of large mechanized division, armored fighting vehicles such as the M3 Stuart and a large amount of artillery like the 105mm M101s. Boy, I'm going to be honest with you. There's a lot more war than football. <laughs> the football oh, we're done so with far. the football part. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know a lot about the particulars of military weaponry. So well, you know, I kind of lost in that a bit. Then, I can't appreciate should... that gun, really. Why don't we skip to the outcome? Because Let's a skip lot of to the outcome. Is... All right. So, war, 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 touch fight, fight, genocide fight. During our wide world yeah. of weird bombers, 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 bombers. Ceasefire. The Honduran government called the OAS to intervene, fearing the nearing Salvadorian army would invade capital Tegucigalpa. The OAS met in an urgent session on July 15th and called for an immediate ceasefire and withdrawal of El Salvador's forces in Honduras. 
El Salvador resisted the pressures for days. Talk, talk, talk. Found a peace settlement. Withdrawal was August 2nd, 1969. And on, on that date, Honduras guaranteed Salvadoran President Fidel Sanchez Hernandez that the Honduran government would provide adequate safety for the Salvadorans still living in Honduras. Hmm. So the little guy won. Little guy beat the big guy. Bomb, bomb, bomb. And guess yeah. who gets to go to the World Cup? Yeah, take that big oh, bad double Honduras. win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They got they got the. I mean, they had to go through a genocide, but then they got to go to the World Cup, and <laughs> then they got their they got their protections that they wanted. Yeah, yep. This is this has been the single most depressing wild world of weird sports yeah, we've ever done. Been, well, there was uh, so there's about 900 deaths in El Salvador and about 250 deaths of Hondurans. Uh, but luckily, in El Salvador, is mostly civilians. <laughs> That's... Whereas Honduras, it was all troops. Okay, because they oh. were invading. I guess that's not an, a like before a modern war. That's not a ton of casualties. So there's there's a silver lining in that. Maybe always look on the bright side <laughs> of life. <laughs> and that brings it on to another wide world of weird sports. Oh, that's another really depressing note. There's no way to turn it around. Not even with Eric Idle song. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to a close another sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, we'd like to give you our contact information. Um, Larry, can I wake you up a second? Uh, Larry, 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 food for me. Larry, Larry, cold pepper. Yeah, so, I sober up again. Is it time to We'll give you a dollar. If you'll do our contact information. All right. You can find us on Facebook by going to Facebook.com slash Sports Number 3 Podcast. That's Facebook.com slash Sports Number 3 Podcast. There, make sure to give us a little engagement. Talk to us a little bit. And you can find us on Twitter by going to Twitter.com slash Sports Number 3 Podcast. That's Twitter.com slash Sports Number 3 Podcast. And when you go there, make sure to send us a tweet. Or you can find all of our back episodes at SoundCloud by going to SoundCloud.com slash Sports Number 3 Podcast. I call Boone's Farm here. Who wants to buy some? <laughs> Thank you, Larry. You're welcome. Yep. Here's. I'm gonna go ahead and give you two. Thank you. Hey guys. Hey Joel. Joel. Happy New Year. It's good to see you. Happy New Year. Happy 2019. Happy New Year. Bye, Bye Joel. Joel.